This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Hello, good morning. Welcome to Unity Community of Central Oregon. It's awesome to have you here if you're here in the room with us. If you're part of our online community, thank you so much for being here today. We're gonna have a fabulous talk by Reverend Jim and there is a reason he's wearing a backpack. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it will make... Yeah, it could be with him, you never know, yes. So we are very intentionally an inclusive and welcoming community, and we, you know, viva la diversity. We love the diversity in community. We think it makes us stronger, just like a forest that has multiple species of trees is stronger. And so we welcome people here, regardless of size, age, gender, preference, species, you'll notice Zeke. Um, we're just really, really delighted to have you here. And those of you online would be awesome if you'd drop a note in, chat, in the chat and let us know where in the world, literally, you are. Uh, with that, let's, let's open up with saying our mission statement together. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. And so we are. Soul Shine, take it away. Good morning, everybody. This morning. We are Soul Shine, and we're going to get you singing. But you know, we don't sing from our seats. We sing from our feet. So everybody, up on your feet. We're do one of our old ones that Terry and I wrote years ago. I know Jim likes this one, so it's I Am On A Journey.
We're now up, holy smokes, I think we're up for celebrations. Holy smokes. Good morning, everybody. Rev. Um, so online we have George is celebrating his family, and nobody else online has said anything. So come on, participate here. But here in the room, who's got a celebration? Derek. I'm going to ask you to stand and face Suzanne. So Lisa and I have been part of this community for a few years, uh, but we're celebrating our move next week. We're actually moving officially to the coast, so this will be our last service with everyone here, but we love you all and we'll miss you all, and we're happy to be a part of this community with each and every one of you, so thank you. Victor. I have two celebrations. Uh, Friday was, um, Coltrane's 12th birthday. And my former hometown of 20 years, Atlanta made it to the World Series. So go Braves. happy to announce that I just wrapped up my final classes for the 900 credits for the ministerial school. And I think I, I did a little bit of a tally, and between the 30 classes in the actual ministerial program and the 18 SEEs, many of you know all about that because you're taking them, I think I probably did 420 or 425 assignments over the last four years. So I am, I'm super pleased by that, relieved, and I'm really grateful to this community because I, I now know enough from my co-students and whatever, not everybody has this supportive a place and leaders to walk down that path. So I'm really grateful for it. Anyone else have a celebration? Okay, let's just take a minute and close your eyes and think about, I will, but think about what you're grateful for right now. Because to have this many people and nobody's got anything to celebrate, we need a little gratitude adjustment here. Okay, Jim? Yeah, I'm celebrating. Uh, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but this beautiful, windy, blustery, cool day. Why? Because it reminds me of Alaska Brooks Range in August. That's where I was, and it was fantastic, and it was just such a good thing to bring that memory back. 
This is short and sweet. Today's my birthday. That is sweet. Andy. I'm celebrating being here in person. Right, this is the first time Andy is, she coordinates our volunteers for the ACT ministry, but this is her first time in the service. Yay! Anybody else? Okay, I think we're a wrap. We've been doing lately is um, giving people a moment to, to think about, to reflect on a question that's related to the main topic of the talk. And so today, we're just going to take a moment or so. You can share with a neighbor if you like, or you can just reflect quietly, journal. Those of you online, you can do the same. You can chat a little bit if you want about it. But just what would you consider to be a sacred journey for yourself? We're just going to take a minute or two and quiet and think about that. of maintaining this quiet energy, we're going to move into prayer. And I, as I was reflecting on that question, um, I think every moment in life is part of our sacred journey. I think the trick for me certainly is remembering to view it as sacred, remembering to get into that space. So I would as we slip into prayer, again, we know that unity is not about a begging prayer. Unity is about claiming our good. Prayer is about getting aligned so that good can flow to us. And we bring our attention into this holy instant of right now, this sacred moment in life that is now. And I affirm that every need in the material realm, in the physical, earthly realm, every need that, that we and loved ones may have, the complete return to health and wholeness, the abundance and financial stability and security that is so 
divinely our inheritance. Beautiful, harmonious relationships. The amazing, sacred resolution of seemingly intractable problems. All of that we claim. We claim this for ourselves, for our loved ones, for people we don't know, for beings, for this planet we claim healing. We affirm the, the, the healing of the insanity of humanity in our relationship with this planet. We find that healing and we, we say thank you for that. We feel the, the oneness that is for us all times, always, everywhere. That oneness, the knowing of our true selves and the sacredness of that true identity. (sighs) Knowing that goodness is natural, it is our native environment. We know that this is already coming to fruition in divine mind. And we say thank you and so it is, amen. say our affirmative prayer together, I want to remind people we have prayer claim forms. You can get one online. They're in the back of the seat. One of the really cool things about the unity prayer practice is that you fill out those prayer claim forms. Our prayer team here will pray on them, and then they get sent to silent unity at Unity Village, and they get prayed on again for another 30 days. So there's a lot of power in that. We love to get prayer claims from you all. And there's the link to it for those online. You can go right in and do one right now. 
Good morning, Elaine. It's nice to have you. <laughs> and with that, let's say our affirmative prayer together. Love is our ultimate reality, everywhere present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love. And so it is. There's a gold star in the room over here for the people who knew it without the slide. And with that, I am really delighted. I'm going to go ahead and Jim really needs no introduction, but he's one of our, our reverends here at Unity uh, Community of Central Oregon. He served on the board for a long time. I suspect most of you know him and are lucky to do so, lucky to know him. And he is going to lead both the meditation and do our talk today. And I will say personally, um, as someone who has also been serving on the board lately, one of the reasons I was interested in the board here, I've done a lot of board of directors service, but I was really interested to serve on a board that embodied unity principles and the level of disciplined thinking and, and emotional intelligence that this community really demonstrates. And I have personally benefited so much as a leader because of your example and your um, mentorship. I appreciate it very much. Jim Pasmore. Well, it's probably good to get an introduction because sometimes you don't know who you are, right? <laughs> so we're gonna take our ourselves into a meditation and I know that you're probably already in a wonderfully centered place just because of everything that's gone on and the beautiful vibrations that are in this this building but take yourself into an even deeper place now just take a few deep breaths and really feel that presence within know deep down who you really are, a child of God, interconnected with everything and everyone. We are unity. And in this space, I'd like to take you on a little journey, a flight of fantasy, if you will. So I'd like to imagine in your mind's eye that you have flown to Fairbanks and on into the Arctic. And that as you arrive there, you land and you see a raven flying above. And you oh, a raven, a symbol of guidance, a symbol of freedom. And, and suddenly you transport yourself and you are the raven. And you just feel so blessed to have this experience of being raven and just flying above this beautiful tundra, like many colors of fall. It's just spectacular, the mountains. You feel so completely at home and so completely free. And as you take this feeling into your being, it permeates every cell, this freedom, this wonder. And you look down, and you see a herd of caribou slowly migrating south. And as you look at them intently, you become caribou. And you have that wonderful feeling 
of being connected to something larger than yourself, a herd, a family, friends. And as you travel, you know this interconnectedness is exactly what you want for your life. It's what you came here to be and do, to be interconnected, to be connected in every way. And as you go back to Raven and fly over some more, you notice a grizzly bear rooting around in the mountains. And you become grizzly bear and you are powerful beyond measure. You have courage that you've never felt before. It's just so amazing. You just feel like you're the king of your domain. Even though you're solitary, you feel completely connected with the land, with everything around you, with the domain that is yours. And so you fly up to Raven again, and you see this wonderful rainbow appearing. And you become rainbow, all the colors, all the joy, all the happiness, all the blessings that occur as you are rainbow. And the wonderful light fades into a beautiful, deep darkness. And suddenly, the aurora borealis appears. It is so spectacular. You are the light of God expressing. You are the aurora borealis. You are dancing and flashing your smile through the sky. It is such a wonderful feeling. Just bask in that. And yes, this was a flight of fantasy, but it is transformative to be on this journey. It's a gift that you're going to take with you as you come out of this meditation. This is going to go into your heart. It's going to answer questions of the soul, as journeys always do. And so as you return to the room, just imagine. In fact, go ahead and take your hands and place them over your heart. And then slowly come back to this room. Dancing painter with a box of holy light. Million brilliant colors are swirling in the trees. A power in that Yukon sky that brought him to his knees. He gave his life to science and measuring the that is mine, the questions only numbers could unfurl. Put his faith in logic and the things you can explain. What exploded in his heart that night was a thing he couldn't name. Yeah. 
say I really have to get it back together after that it just was so touching so beautiful and uh, how many of you have seen an aurora borealis sky so several of you in here and so you know what we're talking about even if you haven't seen it hopefully you got some feel of it in the meditation it's just so amazing 
the last time, oh, first of all, I should tell you why I'm wearing this backpack. Didn't anybody else get the uh, email from Jane? I'm the only one? I took it literally. <laughs> no, it's because it's a symbol of the gifts that I received on this journey and the gifts we all receive when we go on any journey if we keep it sacred. It's filled with them. And at Unity we know we're all interconnected and we teach that in such a deep way that when we have gifts that we've received from something, it's intended to be shared. So that's what this is about. It's sharing some of those gifts that I received. Uh, the last time I saw the Aurora Borealis, I had just been on a wilderness adventure and gotten lost for many, many hours. And I'm not going to tell the whole story because it's in my book, uh, and I've told it before. But the bottom line is that, was I not on up until now? Well, hopefully, those, hopefully those of you online, if you missed it, just quick summary. Uh, I have lots of gifts that I received from my trip, and I'm going to share some of them. The name of the book is Flash. It's about a near-death experience where I left my body. In any case, um, the, the reason that I chose this trip is because even though I've traveled many places and had many wonderful trips, 66 countries, 50 states, 43 of the 60, 45 of the 63 national parks, and every one of them has given me gifts, but I had never been to the North Country uh, in the Brooks Range, uh, what they call the Arctic. I had been in the Arctic in Finland, but not in our own Alaska. And so a year ago, I got a call from my brother-in-law, who we go on motorcycle trips together all the time. Some of you may rem remember him from when he visited. His name is Bill. He's Joanne's brother. And uh, he called and said, you know what? I found out that there's a trip we could take to the Arctic. Eight days, backpacking, camping, hiking, having a great time. Now, he's my age, so I was a little bit surprised because uh, it's been many years since I've been camping. And I thought about, you know, it's cold, it's windy, it's blustery, it's all of that, and I don't really have the gear. He said, I don't either, I'm going to go buy it. And I've already bought this, why don't you come along? So I said, yep, I'll do it. I had to think about it for a second. Uh, but exploration, adventure, why not? So I said yes, and I anticipated and intended for almost a year. And two weeks before we were supposed to leave, he called me and said, I can't go. My wife's really sick. She's got cancer. I can't make it. But I'm going to give you the gift of everything that I have paid for this trip and all the equipment that I bought. Give it to somebody. And... Of course, I checked with Joanne, and she laughed. <laughs> She's smarter than me, what can I say? So I offered it to my granddaughter, Shahali, who's 15. And after I told her a little bit more about it, she said yes. And I was so happy that she did, because I knew this could be a life-changing experience for her. And indeed, as you'll hear as we go along, it was, and for me too, and it would be for you if you had taken this trip. And I wish everybody could have been along on this trip, uh, even though there was some discomfort. Uh, 
you know, you do expect, even in August, to have flash snowstorms, and you do expect to have hikes over some ice and up mountains and so on. So you can see why Joanne maybe didn't jump right into that. But a 15-year-old with boundless energy, why not? So let's start with the first slide. This is where we flew into called Wright Air Service in Fairbanks. Now, uh, we flew in on a commercial plane, of course. Stayed the night, and then the next day we met. And here's our little group. Uh, back up one, please. I just want to introduce a few people. Uh, on the far, on your left, is our guide, Molly. Molly is amazing. She's 45, she looks 35, but she has the wisdom of a 55 or 65-year-old. Uh, she's amazing, she loves the wilderness, she sees the beauty, she sees the majesty, she draws from that. And I just want to read you what she said uh, when she sent me a thank you card. She said, Dear Jim, thank you so much for the generous tip you sent me. I really appreciate the thoughtfulness. Although we ended up in a different spot than expected, different person, different spot, trips don't always go the way you expect but it's always divine order if you allow, okay? Um, although we ended up in a different spot than expected, the Arctic's peace, wildness, and glorious mountains provide an amazing experience. What a treasure for you to have that to draw upon with your granddaughter. I know she can, it gets real tight here, she can feel the power she holds within that the wilderness draws out when embraced. I hope folks enjoy your talk that you did about the, that you will do about the trip. She thought I did it already. Such an inspiring place. Thanks for sharing it with others, Molly. And that's really who she is. She's just such an amazing person to be with. So that's Molly. And then of course uh, Shahali and myself, and then the three ladies all from Colorado, Shane and Margaret and Patty, and then the interesting guy on the right is Joseph. He is literally a rocket scientist and from Alabama, uh, and he tests rocket engines, and he's a total introvert. So he, he, I, I said, you know, you didn't come with a friend. Everybody else came with somebody. He says, I don't have friends. I mean, he just felt like, you know, he's like the grizzly bear. I'm alone, but I'm okay. I'm okay. And we bonded like you wouldn't believe on that trip. He and I hiked together quite a bit along with all of us and along with Shahali, but we had some nice individual trips. It was really amazing to see him open up. So uh, that's the slide. Let's go to the next one. And we're just going to show you the flight on the 10-passenger plane from Fairbanks, 300 miles north to Arctic Village. And you can go through these pretty quickly. Uh, can the lights go down at all? Or? Uh, maybe that helped to be able to pull some of the, uh, the serious beauty out of these slides. Uh, but while we're, uh, yeah, that's it. Is that better? Yes. Yeah, okay. This is just so amazing. This is a little uh, plane now, uh, a 10 passenger, as I said. And you can see out every window. Everybody's got a window seat. And just to be able to see out and take these pictures was fantastic. Let's go to the next one. And you can see all these wonderful rivers. They're just everywhere. They're the, all these braided rivers that go back and forth with gravel and with beautiful colors and mountains all around that have all the different hues and colors. The next slide. As you can see, it's just spectacular. You just look at it and you go, oh my God, this is amazing. 
The next slide. Yeah, look at this. Just so much beauty, so much diversity. Next slide. Now this is where we landed, and this is our this is not where we ended up. This is where we catch the small plane. This is the massive Arctic Village Visitor Center, okay? Uh, in the uh, Arctic village of about 156 souls that live there all year round, Native Americans uh, that just love where they're at. It's pretty difficult in the winter. I mean, there is only two seasons. There's a short summer and a long, dark winter. Uh, I thought there'd be a fall because they called it the fall caribou trip. Guess what? <laughs> August, it goes right from summer to winter. But uh, it was still an amazing trip. Let's go to the next slide. Oh, thank you. That was me. That was the excitement. That was the joy. <laughs> so here, we're now on the flight from Arctic Village to our final destination, which was supposed to be Gates of the Arctic National Park. But it was snowed in. They couldn't land our float plane on the lake even. So they picked another destination uh, called Spring Creek Valley, and this is on the way. Let's go to the next slide. And just again, the mountains, the colors are just spectacular. Next slide. Look at this. Uh, these ravines that just, just burst with, with life and energy and beauty. Next slide. And here we are landing. This is where we actually landed. It's simply a little tundra strip uh, on a little plateau uh, and uh, believe me you're going to get excited if you get if you land in one of these planes uh, you're going to get some adrenaline rush uh, <laughs> it bounces and it pops up and this way and that way and then finally settles down and uh, so i was doing my prayer protection definitely <laughs> let's go to the next slide and the first thing we saw after we landed Literally, the first thing, before we even got everything unpacked, here comes these caribous marching by. And, you, I, you know, it wasn't until afterward when I was kind of reviewing my, my uh, trip, and I was, what, Elaine gave me the right word when I visited with you yesterday, Elaine. You said, unpacking your journey. I loved it. It's not just unpacking physically, it's unpacking all the wonderful things that occurred. And this was one of the first things. Bingo, there's all the caribou. That's part of what I went there for. Northern Lights, number one. Caribou migration, number two. Yeah, grizzlies, wolves, whatever else. But this was just spectacular to see. And immediately, I just felt drawn to this whole scene. I could almost imagine what they were thinking, you know, heading south. Uh, these were the leaders, the, the main pack didn't come along until quite a bit later. Uh, so they were the pioneers. Uh, let's go to the next slide. And this is our campsite. I don't know if you can see all the little colored tents there, uh, but that's the little plateau we landed on, and Spring Creek is right next to it. And you can drink the water out of the creek directly. The air is so beautiful, pure. The water is pure. You need nothing. It's just magical. It's what you'd call ordinary Miracles, everyday miracles, uh, to be in a place like this. It's just so spectacular. Let's go to the next slide. There's Shehali, just set up her tent. Next slide. And there we are the first night. 
and it did turn cold. We had some 20-degree nights, uh, and you can almost see the cold coolness. But what Molly did is she got us all a thermos of hot water, big ones, and you throw it in your sleeping bag before you go in. And cozy all night long, 20 degrees. No problem. Next slide. So here we are out on the uh, ice uh, taking a hike, and it was during this hike that we were, we were actually with the whole group, obviously. That wasn't one of us taking the picture. Uh, and the, the, a snow squall hit, and we were supposed to stop and have lunch. And this was probably the most significant thing that happened on the trip. I went to sit down uh, to have my lunch, and I thought there was a little bench there, and I missed it. And I fell backwards, and I fell onto a pointed rock, hit my back, uh, and it just knocked my, the breath out of me. And I could, it took me a few minutes to even be able to get up. And I thought, you know, that's going to really mess up my trip. It's going to really, it turned out to be one of the most wonderful things that could possibly have happened. And I'll tell you why. Elaine knows why we talked about this. And that's the beauty of sharing stories is you get feedback, you understand, and you draw a lot of the meaning out of what this is about. It was divine order. Because right from that point on, instead of me being responsible for Shaheli, she took over. She carried my pack for me. She took care of making sure I had a place to sit, that I got my meals, that I was comfortable in the tent. Do you need water? Do you need this? She took care of me the whole way. She would hold my hand while we're sitting together. Are you sure you're okay? You're sure you're okay? It was so beautiful. We bonded so deeply. Uh, and uh, so was that in divine order? I mean, I'm healed now. It was only a, a few weeks uh, that you didn't want to laugh. Uh, <laughs> If anybody's had a, a damaged rib, you know what that's like. Uh, but now I can laugh about it and look back on it and say, that was amazing. Let's go to the next slide. And there she is, enjoying it. Uh, she got us all going, playing catch before the accident and uh, just having a great time. She fit right in with all the adults. Uh, they said I was the oldest one that ever took the trip, and she was the youngest, or close to the youngest. I think there was one that was one year younger or something like that. But it was kind of cool to have that kind of a, a connection. You know, she felt special, really special. Let's go to the next slide. And here is something that just, the, after we saw the caribou, this was the next thing I saw. I was told we were past the tree line. Now, what do you see in that picture? Right in the middle of the picture at the bottom, there's a stand of trees, the very last one going north. That mountain range you see north of that, that's the Continental Divide. North of that is the North Slope. All rivers go that way. South of it is the South Slope. All rivers come this way. Last stand of trees. And that was pretty special. Uh, I just First hike I took was over there. And there's Molly in the stand of trees pointing out a bird's nest. Next slide. Oh, I guess the bird's nest isn't on it. But this was the next thing we saw. Now these trees are hundreds of years old and they're only a little taller than me. Uh, but they've been around a long time. They've actually changed the actual environment. They've transformed it, just like the place transforms us when we're on a sacred journey. And I looked at this and I thought, that tree is so much bigger than anything could possibly grow there today. That tells you that thousands, maybe millions of years ago, there was massive forests there. Uh, it's transformed again. Everything changes. Next slide. Here's the nest. Okay. 
Uh, and when I saw that nest, it reminded me of the raven, and that's what motivated me or inspired me to start talking about. Because every time we saw a raven, Molly would point out, they guide all of the small animals to the large animals, um, their food, <laughs> what they have killed. Okay? And so they are the guide. Okay? So a lot of uh, smaller predators watch where the ravens are flying. Uh, and that's why I think of them as a spirit guide as well. Next slide. And this, you probably can't see it because I actually shrunk it down to the size that it probably was when we were hiking up the hill. There's a little wolf there, uh, a black wolf, which is exactly what, as we were hiking back, I was, she was carrying both of our packs because I'd hurt myself, and there's this wolf standing on the hill, perfectly silhouetted. And I couldn't get a picture of it, so I just um, added that in. Uh, that's the only part of the, all of these slides that's not actually taken right there. But that's what it looked like, okay? And uh, she immediately said, is that a wolf? And I said, yeah, that's a wolf. And the wolf disappeared. And I said, it, you know, you never know. You can just see. And bingo, it came back and it looked at us. And it was curious. Curiosity, that's what it's all about when you're on a trip. That's what brings all the sacred joy and all the, all the ahas, it's curiosity. And that wolf represented that in the most perfect way. It popped back and forth four times watching us before it realized that we were going to come up there to say hello and it said, no, goodbye, and uh, took off. And Shahali ran up the hill with two backpacks and uh, it was long gone. She actually spotted just a dot in the distance by the time she got to the top of the hill. Uh, that wolf just was sensing his freedom and his joy to just run like the wind, uh, and uh, he did. Next slide. This critter, this beautiful fox, came right by our campsite, and he lingered, and he communed. You could, I'm almost thinking that's what he was doing, because he kept stopping and, and uh, marking and just letting us know he was there, she was there, whichever it was, and uh, it was, again, a representation, a, a sign, if you want to call it that. What does a fox stand for? You know, sometimes you think of trickiness, but wily and smart, and also the trickster is friendly. They'll come really closer than almost any other animal. I've seen them on the trail within a few hundred, I mean, a few feet, uh, where they just finally decide they're going to uh, go away. So uh, this was just a, another... What you, would you call a special moment uh, that you have in the wilderness that you know you're really connected in a deeper way? Let's go to the next slide. And there's the first grizzly that we saw. We saw two of them. And what happened was that Shahali and I stayed in camp because she wasn't feeling up to it, uh, carrying two backs, packs up a mountain. And uh, I wasn't really keen on hiking that day either with my back. So uh, the rest of the five went up climbed a mountain, and at the saddle, they surprised this guy. And he was really close. And he reared up, and they all just sort of made lots of noise. You're like, we're not going to hurt you. Everything's okay. Uh, be a buddy. And he just sat down and walked away. And I'm sure uh, that we all felt, they all felt, and I did later when I saw the next grizzly, the power uh, the amazing uh, 
connection that they have with the landscape. They just seem to know exactly where they're going, what they're doing all the time. And uh, so that sense of power, when you see an animal like that, it stays with you and you take that back as a gift. Let's go to the next slide. Now here's the last day. We had not seen any more caribou for seven days. And we're supposed to fly out on the seventh day. And guess what? The weather turned impossible. Uh, totally socked in. Uh, we had flights booked, we had hotels booked, can't call them. Guess what? No cell service. <laughs> what a concept, especially for a 15-year-old <laughs> who was raised on phones, right? And uh, so uh, we had already packed our stuff up, sitting on the landing strip, unpack it all, reset up our tents, and again, divine order. Because the next day, I was sitting on a hillside, and my back was good enough I could hike again. I had already climbed a mountain by that time. And I'm sitting on the hillside by myself, just enjoying the solitude. And the camp's about a half a mile away, and I hear caribou. I hear somebody said it in a regular voice, and it was just like it came to me from next to me, caribou. I jumped up, and I went back to the camp, and sure enough, this is what we saw. This 52, we counted, caribou, following the trail of the pioneers that had gone before them, heading south, uh, knowing that they were... Uh, and, and you could see that they were all prepared. They were all healthy-looking and strong and heavy. They had bulked up. Uh, next slide. And then this is the next to the last slide, and I put it up there because even though it's a really gossamer rainbow, it was just such a joy to see it. And all of us just stood there watching it and feeling blessed, feeling how blessed we were to have this rainbow in our life for one time for the whole trip. Uh, and then the last slide was the Northern Lights. And <laughs> it was just so amazing. I'm sleeping at 2 o'clock, and all of a sudden I just hear something that wakes me up. And I open the flap of my tent, and there it is, and out I come. And everybody's out, and we're all just saying, oh, my God, it's so, it's so beautiful. And I could hear the ladies saying, it looks like God speaking to us and, and making light across the sky. That's what uh, a sacred journey is all about. It's, it's knowing that everything that happens during that journey, whether it be something unexpected, a problem, an issue, it's all meant for good. It's all meant to uplift us. It's all meant to bring, give us gifts that touch us at a soul level that we can bring back, transform our lives, and share with others. And so I shared this today because I know that you have the opportunity to go on a sacred journey anytime you decide to do it. But I also want to say that every journey can be a sacred journey. I went up uh, to get a haircut uh, just Friday, and the lady in the chair was new, got to talking. She's a unity person from Portland, just moved down here. She was in the YOU, young lady. And she asked for the link. She wants to watch this. She's going to Portland. She'll be there. Wants to watch it. Talk about, you know, a divine order right away. It's just serendipity. It's synchronicity. And I went up to visit Elaine yesterday to move a refrigerator from her house to Suzanne. Uh, and she gave me, what was the statement, Elaine? Do you remember it? See, I've got it here somewhere. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I wrote it down. Uh, she said, she sent this to me. She said, a journey is a trip, 
after the first thing goes wrong. <laughs> and everything that went wrong was right in the long run. But you don't know that until you unpack the journey. I can't say I had all these revelations during the journey. A lot of times you're just trying to get back to the tent and survive the cold or whatever it is. Uh, and it's only afterward. So when I talk about a sacred journey, there's the hero's journey that Joseph Campbell describes, the loneliness, the longing, you want to go somewhere, the quest itself, and then you come back and you analyze and you meditate or you review or you unpack or whatever it is. And to me, that's the most important part of the whole journey. It's what, where all the transformations come from. It's where all the difference occurs in your life. So I would ask each of you, uh, in closing, to think about every journey you take as a sacred journey, every place you step as a sacred ground, and every step as a prayer. Thank you. That was fabulous. I knew it was going to be fabulous. We're now going to have some more fabulousness with Donna Benjamin reading a poem. That was magnificent, Jim. Just magnificent. Dust off that compass or not. The sacred journey of a thousand miles begins with a single dose of intention. Our journeys can be large or small. Holding on to an attitude of gratitude and awe are propelling fuels for a life of adventure. These days, folks believe they are stuck inside. Well, yes, that's true. Possibly stuck inside their own mind, telling themselves a lot of no's. Can't go here, can't go there. It's time to turn those into yeses. Yes, I can have an adventure or two or 10 today just by rising up and trying something new, a new exercise, a new exotic tea, a new way to engage with nature. Adventure does not necessarily mean scaling the highest mountains or sailing the roughest seas. It can mean driving to a town you've never been to, calling a friend who you went on an adventure with and reminiscing. Growing a garden in central Oregon, for sure an adventure, with a delicious yield, I might add. Look at the limits you think you need to live out of and stretch. Move away from the comfort zone and see where life leads you. You might encounter a bear or two. Oh, the stories you will tell. You might see a building of grand proportions turning into an inspiration for your next project. You might visit an ancient tomb that calls forth reverence and respect, reminding you of your ancestors. You might see a bird's nest larger than you've ever seen before and marvel at its wonder. If you are sitting on the couch, ruminating about why you can't, then power up your thinking and figure out how you can. And lest we forget the power of meditation and visualization, that takes us anywhere we want to go at any time. The great explorers knew not what they would find. 
yet paradises opened up to them in their explorations. Be the Magellan in your own life. Set a course for adventure and see where it leads. Maybe just to the most synchronistic meetings, the most beautiful landscapes, the most majestic views, and the freeing of your mind and soul. Dust off that compass or not and go forth into the field of adventure. You got this. and realize that it's not really about that woman or that man. We're it's about our seeking the divine. And that's what I heard in this song, and maybe you'll hear the same thing. God 
Now I'm rolling home into my lover's arms. This much I know. God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That God bless the broken road that led me so blessed to be able to be a part of this with all the diversity of talent that we have from speakers and musicians and Donna your amazing poetry and I want to give a special shout out to our people in the AV booth my goodness Nico and Russell and uh, Suzanne have stepped up because Kevin's been out of uh, overseas with Claire, so they have really stepped in, and we put them through the put them through the show today with slides and everything, and you're just making it work. It's awesome. It's Thank, perfect. yeah, it was perfect. Perfect. Thank you for that for sure. Um, do we have any new people here for the first time today? We're not gonna embarrass you. Hi, welcome, hi, hi. Be sure to, we have newcomers packets for you that give you all the information about staying in touch with us. Did you guys get one? Do we, can we have ushers who can get them a packet? Maybe, I'm not sure where we're at. We'll make sure that we'll get you one before we take off. Um, and with that, we will go to our offering time. This is the time when we have a chance to stay in flow. With flow, we give of our, a lot of us in this room give of our talents and our time, but it's also really important that we give of our treasure and of our money because it does, we have real costs keeping this place going and real costs in um, embodying that mission together and really doing the work of this community. So right now, with these empty baskets, we're just gonna hold prayer. We know that these are actually filled with abundance and prosperity. We're gonna send them out to you in community. You can also text in an offering. You can go online and send one in. That's usually what I do. Many ways to support this work and be part of this effort. And so we're gonna send these forward, and if you've filled out a prayer claim, Go ahead and drop it in the offering box as well. We do the gratitude song now. Everybody sing with us. I got gratitude in my heart. I got gratitude in my soul. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you for it all. Thank you for it all. 
I got gratitude in my soul. In my soul now. I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for it all. Thank you for it all. Now they're coming up full. So we will say the, we're gonna bless the offering together when we get that up there. And while we're waiting, I wanna say I misspoke. Russell's our wonderful greeter who when I came up today was in the parking lot chasing all of the cards that had been blown across the parking lot in the wind. So bless him for that. Literally all the way down into the garden area. And it's it's, um, Nate that is in our AV booth and helping out. So my apologies, Nate. All right, let's bless this offering. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly, and so it is. All right, so it is. So are, we, are you doing another song now, guys? Thank you, Sog. Okay, cool. So we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go into announcements. And the first thing I wanna mention is November 6th, we have kind of a big event happening. We have Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. will be here in person. And for those who don't know, he's the best-selling author of Mastery of Self. And I think his brand new book, uh, Mastery of Life, will be out just in time for our event. And I swear, Donna, your poem, I think could have been read for his event, because what he really is gonna talk about is um, how we all have, have a desire for peace and for happiness and for peaceful lives, but we often get caught in our own past programming as well as this cultural program. He talks a lot about the domestication of our thinking and of our true selves, and I would offer that um, I consider part of his work to be sort of rewilding ourselves, you know, stepping, becoming aware of that programming, that domestication, and stepping back into the truth of who we really are. And that song, um, The Broken Road, as I was listening to that, for me, when I'm thinking about a sacred journey, it's very much about, about the you know, following the broken road that leads me to my true self, right? There have been some pretty serious breaks along there, but that's a, it's that inner journey, and I, and I truly feel that um, this talk and what he's going to share about releasing old agreements that we've kept ourselves trapped into that no longer serve is gonna be fabulous. So it's in person, it's also live streamed, tickets are available, um, Uh, on our website, so I hope to see many of you there. We're getting a good turnout for it so far. Yeah, yay, and then one of our new things, uh, Jane mentioned it earlier, Andy, if you would please come up. We have hatched what we call our ACT ministry, Action, Compassion, Transformation Ministry, and it really is our social and environmental justice ministry. It's the way that we are taking unity principles into practice, and actually action is unity's fifth principle, and Andy Cardwell uh, has stepped up to be our community engager, and I'm gonna let her talk to you a little bit about that. Take your mask off if you like. 
because you're going to be hearing from her. You might want to see her. As some of you have already been getting emails from me, and it's Andy, A-N-D-E, and it's under Pandy Cardwell at Yahoo, so um, maybe check your spam. What we're doing is we're compiling a list of organizations that we would like to support. And you can give as much or as little time as you would like. There are things that are just one-time events. There are things that are weekly events, every other monthly events. And every week what I'd like to do is throw out something that's maybe important that's coming up soon. So this time I'd like to say the Latino Community Association. Let me breathe, I'm not used to being up. You're awesome, you're awesome. <laughs> Thanks guys. So um, they are looking for grocery and supply delivery people and it would just be one to five hours per week and you would be on a call list and if they needed you then you would deliver things to Latino families that are in quarantine and unable to get out for themselves. And then also they're looking for English tutors, hmm. which is something that um, I'm excited to do and you would be met or matched one-on-one. -on -one. And so the woman who's just a sweetheart is starting to gather people who would be interested in that like later on this fall. They're just gonna get back together just because of COVID and it's all been so crazy. And then Family Kitchen is looking for shoppers and they would give you a credit card and you would go shopping for groceries and supplies and then you would drop them off at a family kitchen. That's that awesome. Yeah. yeah, so awesome. for now, that's what we are. Thank you. Thank you. I am so grateful to have her step up to this because honestly, when we first compiled, she did most of the work to compile the list of organizations, it was kind of overwhelming. And um, she's now going through weekly and updating, saying, what's the most urgent need? What's the place we could step in right now? And it's gonna make our community service more effective. So I'm super grateful for, to, uh, to you for that. And then I also want to mention, you'll see some of these back, two things. Back in the, in the foyer, you'll see the green bags that are um, canvas bags. They're for the Bend Food Project. So. Um, Please pick those up, Anna. Uh, she collects them every two months. There'll be one coming up again in December, so just pick those up, fill it up. We'll let you know when to bring it in. She collects them all and takes them, um, takes them in to be delivered to folks who need a little help. And then these are the bottle drop bags. And you'll see some of them back there on the table already have the label on them, and if not, there's a, a roll of labels. If you put your bottles in here, drop them at the bottle drop, this account goes into our youth program. So the, this is a way for raising funds for our youth. And I've also, I think I'll have better details next week. There's a, a, a bottle drop holiday fundraiser that I just got information for and filled us out. And I think it's a matching funds. So this is a really great time to grab a few of these and I'll have more details about the fundraiser next week. Um, so, as you have probably been hearing, uh, Rev. Jane and uh, Rev. Beth Welton Miller have been teaching a multi-week class on spiritual self-care, and uh, even if you haven't gone to previous ones, the one coming up, one off, one at a time, is perfect, and it's um, Mercy Me, the Art of Self-Compassion. All right, I think that's it for major announcements. Anyone who wants one of our fabulous prayers to pray for you, come on up. Those folks with the white uh, stoles are our prayer chaplains and they're fabulous. So just come on to the front if you'd like that. 
And with that, we're going to do, in our closing, our prayer of protection together. Ready? The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is because I am. God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is. Say thank you for it all. Here we go. Thank you for it all. Good morning, everybody. Have a great week.